I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord today. Amen. I'm glad that I can feel the presence of the Lord. And it's a privilege uh, not to preach a whole message about it, but sometimes we take it for granted in this New Testament age that we can enter boldly into the throne room of the Lord. We can step into his presence. That wasn't always the case. But we can walk right into the presence of the Lord this morning. And that's something that ought to excite our soul. Something ought to stir inside of us. That we can just walk boldly into the presence of the Lord. And he doesn't reject us. He receives us. What a blessing that is. I never want to take it for granted. I want to direct your attention to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 and verse number 8. Perhaps an unusual uh, thought from me today from a familiar story. Joshua 6 and 8. Good to have everyone here, all our visitors. We welcome you. We're so thankful that you're here. Wasn't that a beautiful baby dedication this morning? And it's always exciting. A baptism coming up. So many exciting things happening today, and I don't want to preach long, but I do want to bear out my heart and what the Lord's laid on my heart. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets. And the rearward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth. Until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout, then shall ye shout. And I'd like to preach for a few moments this morning, the silence before the shout, the silence before the shout. Could you put your Bibles down and lift up your hands and let's ask the Lord to help us this morning. Lord, minister to us, I pray. Help me to deliver your word the way you laid it on my heart. I pray that we would receive it with gladness. I pray, God, that it would change us, that this would not just be another Sunday, another service, but this would be an opportunity to be changed by your word and to be refreshed and renewed and strengthened, restored, reinvigorated by the power of your word. And I give you all the praise and I give you all the glory and I give you all the honor. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. I believe that shouting can bring down strongholds. I believe that, that when we lift our voices with boldness, it does something in the spirit. I believe that when you call on the name of Jesus, something happens in the spiritual realm. You know, I, I have heard people say that uh, I spoke the name of Jesus, but uh, I did it in my mind. I, I did it in my heart. 
And, uh, and that's good. It's God can hear you, but you need to understand that the devil and demons do not hear your thoughts. Only God knows your heart and only God knows your thoughts. And, and the scripture teaches us that demons tremble at the mention of his name. And so there's something that happens in the spirit realm when you open up your mouth and call on the name of Jesus. There's something that happens to your level of faith when you don't feel anything and you don't see walls coming down and the obstacle is still standing strong and you open up your mouth and you shout unto God for the victory. There is something that takes place when we do these things and it's not just exuberance. It's not just excitement. When we gather together in the house of God and we say things like shout unto God with a voice of triumph, we're not just doing that to pump you up. It's not a sporting event. It's not some get together where we're just trying to get everybody excited. No, there is a spiritual uh, precedence that takes place when we open up our mouth and begin to shout for victory. And I think it's a good thing to shout. I've never been to a church that lost its shout that had any power at all. If we want to have power in the house of God, we need to remember how to open up our mouth and shout with a voice of triumph. Grandma and grandpa did it. We ought to keep on doing it because we have Bible that tells us that we should lift up our voice over and over again. We see this in scripture and I believe that God cares about our level of intensity. God cares about the exuberance that we bring. Uh, Jesus can be your doctor in the sick room. He can be your lawyer in the courtroom, your peace in the waiting room. He can be your bread when you're hungry, your water when you're thirsty. But you better open up your mouth and invite him into whatever room you're in and say, Lord, I believe that you can step into my situation. I believe that you are able to work and to move. However, however, we put a lot of emphasis on the shout that brought down the walls of Jericho, but the shout could not have transpired had it not been for a daily walk with God. There is no substitute for a daily walk with God. Sometimes we need to remember that you need to walk before you talk. And I came to preach to somebody today about the silence before the shout because there are people in this room who come into the house of God and you shout with a voice of triumph. You lift up your voice and you open up your mouth and you speak things in the spirit realm and nothing happens. And I came to explain to you why nothing happens when you lift up your voice. The reason you are not seeing walls come down and breakthroughs transpire is because you forgot that you've got to walk around some things before you can shout some things down. You've got to have a relationship with God before you can start shouting at God. You've got to have a walk with the Lord. In the scripture that we read, the famous story of the walls of Jericho, we all know it. We've all heard it at some point or another. Even if you weren't raised in church, you've heard the story of the walls of Jericho. It was their, it was their stronghold that stood between them and the promised land. It was the first of many strongholds, but it was perhaps the greatest of the strongholds. It was intimidating. The walls were tall. They were thick. All of these things. The army was strong inside. They were shut up inside the walls, and they were well-provisioned 
and the Israelites had nothing that they could really do except trust God for a victory. They didn't have the weaponry needed. They didn't have what they would have needed to break down the walls. All they had was a trust in God. But you have to remember to understand why this story transpired the way it did, that the Israelites had already been standing in front of these very walls. When Moses was their leader before he died, they had stood there, 10 spies did, and they went back with an evil report and said, the walls are too thick, the giants are too big, the land is too strong, there's nothing that we can do. And it was their voices, it was their disobedience to the man of God, Moses, it was their disbelief in the plan of God, God's word, that caused them to stumble and have to wander in the wilderness for a long time when they should have already been in the promised land 40 years ago. And so when Joshua came back to this place, he was one of two spies that believed they could take the land originally. When he came back to this place, he looked at his people, he looked at his soldiers, he looked at his priests, he looked at the men and the women, and he instructed them very carefully. He said, we're going to march around this obstacle. We're going to go around this barrier. And we're going to do it for six days, once a day. And on the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times. And when I give you the word, I want you to blow the trumpets and I want you to shout unto God for the victory. And But in this time leading up to that moment, I want you to absolutely remain quiet. I don't want anybody gossiping. I don't want anybody complaining. We don't need anybody talking about how hard this is. We don't need anybody discussing the improbability of this breakthrough taking place. We don't need anybody talking about the giants that are beyond these walls. We don't need anybody thinking about the other barriers after this wall. We don't need anybody measuring the wall. We don't need anybody counting the army behind the wall. We don't need the Monday morning quarterbacks, and we don't need the Saturday night party goers. We just need people who are willing to get up every day and start marching around the walls and keep your mouth shut. There's going to be a long silence before you get to a shout sometimes you've got to learn how to keep your mouth shut before you can get God's attention with your voice but when I give you the word when I give you the signal I want you to open up your mouth and shout with a voice of triumph well I preacher I don't want people telling me I don't think anybody should tell me when to shout Joshua said, when I give you the word, I'm going to preach this for a moment because there, there's a spirit in Pentecost today that says, I don't want anybody instructing me on how to worship. I've heard that many times recently. You better read your Bible because they were instructed every time they worship. There was a leader that said, here's where you're going to go. Here's what you're going to do. David organized the worship team. And Joshua said, this is when you're going to shout and this is when you're going to be quiet. And I think somebody needs 
needs to remember that when a man of God says open up your mouth and shout you better open up your mouth and shout and when it's time to be quiet we need to be quiet because we need to know that God is able to move when the time is right you see timing timing the Bible says that to everything there is a time and a season there's a time for mourning and there's a time for dancing there's there's a time for sowing and there's a time for reaping for everything there's a season and there's a time it's not always time to shout and it's not always time to be quiet it's not always time to cry and it's not always time to laugh but when God says to shout we need to shout and when God says to keep our mouth shut and walk we need to keep our mouth shut and walk and believe that he is able to bring down a stronghold and so the victory of Jericho proved several things that we often overlook the victory at Jericho proved that sometimes the best way to win is simply to be silent. Sometimes the best way to gain a victory with God is to refuse to complain when we feel like complaining. Sometimes the best way to receive a victory from God is to refuse to speak faithlessness when we don't feel faith. Did you know there is power in your words? I'm not preaching name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, but I am telling you, if you speak faithlessness, you will not have faith, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you don't believe God's going to heal your body, God's not going to heal your body. If you don't believe God's going to send revival, God's not going to give you revival. If you don't believe God's going to bring it around, God's not going to bring it around. And sometimes you don't feel like God. God's going to do it. That's okay. Just keep walking and be quiet. And when it's time to shout, shout. You don't have to feel anything. You don't have to understand it. Just wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And he will renew your strength. But until he renews it, just keep walking around what you don't understand. Just keep marching when you don't feel like marching. Sometimes you got to be faithful when you don't feel like being faithful. Sometimes you got to get up and march when you just rather stay in bed. Sometimes you've got to pray when you just rather go out to eat. Sometimes you've just got to do the daily walk. It's the silence before the shout. It's the waiting room. It's the pain. I want you to know when they marched around those walls, this was not a short march. This was a day's march. They were hot. They were thirsty. They were tired. It would have been understandable had they been marching around saying, I don't understand, brother. I don't understand why Joshua would have us doing this. It doesn't make sense. I'm so thirsty I could die. I, can, I don't even like that song. I don't even know why they play it that way. I'm going to preach to somebody in a moment here. I don't even like the way Joshua preaches. I didn't even like his sermon last Sunday. And he's got me up here on Monday morning marching around walls. You could understand why they might do that. But that's not how you get a breakthrough if you want a breakthrough you just start walking and be quiet and, and when it's time to shout shout 
I'm trying to help somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning. I'm trying to talk to somebody. You're marching around walls and you're talking to everybody you can get to. And you wonder why nothing is ever breaking down around you. I'll tell you why. Because you got to have a silence before the shout. You got to have some faith in the meantime. You got to have some quiet moments in the waiting room before you can get to the victory. Sometimes the victory requires a season of silence, a season of misunderstanding, a season of inconvenience, a season of doing things that you don't like, a season of enduring things you don't understand. I'm helping somebody right now. You go through a season that's frustrating to your spirit. Maybe you're physically weak. There's no doubt as they marched, they grew physically exhausted. I could even understand the logic of a seasoned soldier who said, why would we send the priests into battle? I could understand the logic of a seasoned soldier who might would argue back with Joshua and say, don't you understand if we march like this for six days straight and then on the seventh day we do it seven times? Do you realize how exhausted we're going to be when we go into battle? You could understand the logic of a soldier that said, man of God, you don't understand. This isn't how you fight wars. This isn't how you go into battle. We're exhausting our resources. We're exhausting our manpower. But somebody somewhere had to step back and say, I may not understand it, but Joshua, I'm willing to be quiet. I'm going to do what you told me to do because I want God to fight my battle. I want God to bring it down. No battering ram is going to do it. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And somebody needs to understand stand. Logic will not bring revival. It's not going to be our well-reasoned oratory. No, it's going to be somebody who knows how to get up and walk and then shout when it's time to shout. Now, I don't want anyone to misunderstand me because you've known me a long time and I believe in shouting. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them, Brother Ryan believes in shouting. Look at your neighbor and tell them, Brother Ryan is not telling me not to shout in church. I just want you to, I want to be sure. Because what you also need to understand is that it takes both. It takes your daily walk with God. Let me break it down to plain language. You can't come to church on Sunday and shout and look for a breakthrough if you were fornicating on Saturday. I'm just going to help somebody. You can't come to church on Sunday and shout if you were lying last Monday. You can't come to church on Sunday and shout and expect walls to come down if you are stealing and cheating and doing all manner of evil and and knowingly violating the word of God. Your shout will do nothing for you. You can shout 
from 6 o'clock Sunday morning till midnight Sunday night and you'll look up and the walls will still be there and then on Monday some of you start arguing with God and you say I got up I put my suit on I even shouted and did a little dance and nothing changed I'll tell you why you didn't walk you got to walk for seven days you got to I said, you don't get to just walk for one or two or three days. You got to walk for seven days. And on the seventh day, I said, on the seventh day, if you will show up and shout. Now, it takes both. So you've got to be walking and you've got to be obeying the word of God. You've got to be listening to the man of God. I know some of you are going to press against this but they received this from Joshua the man of God scripture teaches us that you cannot have spiritual authority or power or breakthrough apart from having spiritual authority over your life if you're not surrendered to spiritual authority and listening to spiritual authority even when they ask you to do things that seem crazy you will miss the miracle now I have never asked anyone in this room to march around a building and wait for the walls to come down. I suspect that if I did, almost no one in this room would do it. But what if God wanted you to do something for a miracle and God spoke to a preacher and asked the preacher to tell you something that seemed a little bit crazy? I wonder if you would do it. Well, God doesn't work that way. God told the preacher to tell Naaman to dip in the water, the muddy Jordan, seven times, and then he would be healed of leprosy. That sounds a little bit crazy to me. In fact, Jesus put mud in people's eyes. He spit in one man's eye and received a miracle. I don't know. I don't believe that God wants me to spit in anybody's eye. I've wanted to a few times, but it wasn't spiritual. God's never told me to put mud in anybody's eye or spit in anybody's eye. But God has told me from behind this pulpit to instruct people to shout and they will receive a miracle. And there have been times when God told me exactly who he wanted to give the miracle to. And God said, I want you to instruct the congregation to shout with all their might. And when they shout... They'll receive the miracle. And I've watched in agony and pain and disappointment when the very people who needed the miracle sat on their hands and refused to shout. Is this too plain? They missed a miracle. Now, I believe that the people that I am referring to that I would never mention out loud were walking a good walk seven days a week. I really do. I believe that. But they had two problems. They would not listen to a man of God, and they would not open up their mouth and shout by faith. You can, oh, I'm going to help somebody. You can walk seven days a week, but if you won't listen to the man of God and you won't open up your mouth and shout, you will not see the walls come down. You got to have it all. You got to walk until it's time to shout. You got to be in the season of silence before you get to the shout. But make no mistake, when it's shouting time, you better open up your mouth and do it because you need to know that God is able to break through every barrier. God is able to tear down every 
every wall. God is able to heal all manner of sickness and disease. God is able to step into your family. God is able to touch your mind. God is able to turn your situation around. Listen, as the musicians come, faithfulness, listen to me carefully, faithfulness and obedience in the kingdom of God will do more than swords and spears can ever do. You say, well, I may not know when to shout. If you will listen, you will hear the voice that tells you it's time. It's time. I'm going to be even more plain. Sometimes we don't hear the preacher tell us when to shout because we're. Mostly it's like this. We're distracted. We're busy with other things. We're not listening. But if you will listen, there is a season for shouting. Stand with me. I'm intentionally trying not to work you up because I don't want you to think that I preach this message to work you into a frenzy or into a shout. But I just wonder if there is anyone here today, and I know I'm preaching to a select group, that you can honestly say, I'm trying to walk with God seven days a week. I'm trying to walk with God. I didn't say you were perfect. I said you're trying to walk with God seven days a week. You're here this morning. You got up on the seventh day. You, you're, you're trying to march around that wall for the seventh time this morning. Some of you in your spirit, you're on that seventh journey around right now. And I wonder if you could say with me, I'm that person, Brother Ryan. I'm that person. I, I need a breakthrough. And then nobody looking around. I wonder if someone could raise their hand and say, I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my life. Pastor and I are looking. I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my life. I'm trying to walk with God. I'm not perfect, but I am here. And I am walking with God. And I have a barrier. I need a breakthrough. I wonder. I wonder if you could be honest and admit with me that there have been seasons during this silence where you doubted God. You wondered if it was possible. You felt like complaining. You felt like giving up. I'm preaching to somebody this morning who you almost didn't come to church today. You almost gave up your walk. It was hard for you. But you got up anyway. I wonder if you could take the next step and walk down this aisle and make your way to this altar. And I'd like you to stand with me. I'm going to instruct you once you get here. But I, I wonder if you would just, as if you're walking around the wall for the seventh time, I wonder if you would just walk to this altar. In your spirit, I want you to envision, I, I'm marching around that wall the seventh time. It's the seventh day. It's the seventh time. I want you to come and stand. I want you to come and stand. I want you to come and stand. Make room. There's a lot of people coming. There's a lot of people coming. God's about to tear some walls down. I'm not going to jerk you and shake you. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to turn you into an emotional 
an emotional shouter here. But I do want you to come by faith. Come by faith. Come by faith. Nobody talking. Nobody talking. Nobody talking. Come by faith. Come by faith. Let's make some room. People are gathering in. People are gathering in. God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost this morning. God's going to heal somebody's body this morning. Now listen, let's play softly. If you need a healing in your body, I want you to raise your hand right now. Nobody looking around. You need a miracle in your body. Hand lifted, hand lifted. You can put your hand down. If you need a financial miracle, I want you to put your hand up. You need a financial miracle. Thank you. You can put your hand down. If you need the Holy Ghost this morning, I want you to lift up your hand. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. There's quite a few people who need the Holy Ghost. You can put your hand down. If you need a refilling of the Holy Ghost, it's been a while. I want you to lift up your hand. Say, Brother Ryan, I need the Lord to refill me with the Holy Ghost. It's been a long time. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray. Now, here's what I want to do. The Lord spoke to me very early this morning. They're going to sing this song. And when the music begins to play, I'm not going to tell you when. Joshua didn't count down from three or four or five or seven. He just said, when you hear the sound of the trumpet. Our trumpet this morning is going to be the music. And when it starts playing, I want you to lift up your hands by faith. And I want you to throw back your head. And I want you to shout with a voice of triumph. I want you to call on the name of Jesus. I want you to worship the Lord. This is the time to shout. We've been walking all week long. We've been marching all week. We marched for this moment so that we could receive a breakthrough in the spirit. And God is going to do it, but only if we will respond to him by faith. As the music begins to play, I want you to lift up your hands. And when you feel it's right, when you feel it's right, I want you to open up your mouth. When they begin to play. Hey! 